Ah, Revolver News. I feel like I just, it was either here on the podcast or it was online, that I was saying that Revolver News is just as alarmist and biased as Reclaim the Net. Now, it's great to have some right-wing uh, newspaper articles or whatever. It's it's great to see our opinion restated back at us in the news format. It's great to see our values restated back to us in the news format. But what Revolver News and Reclaim the Net have done is they have made something of a career of throwing red meat at their core base because... CNN and MSNBC and networks like that, Pink News, you know, all of these goofy, what's the, what's the one, the Root, you know, the racist black channel, they have done the same thing. And it, it only adds to the problem. It does. Um, if you agree that CNN and MSNBC and Pink News and the Root are a problem, then you also have to agree that Revolver News and Reclaim the Net are just as bad. In some cases, you have Christianity Today. Oh, CT. Oh, yeah, you're not. Oh, my gosh, CT. Um, these, that, these media outlets that exist only to throw red meat to their audience and to push a specific type of agenda are the problem with the media. Welcome everybody, this is the Zero for Hire podcast, um, I struggled to make sure that I'm saying it correctly, and it's a little bit later in the day than what I would normally put up a podcast, but that's because I had some morning errands to run, and I've got those errands run, and now I'm back here in the rain, you can probably hear the raindrops sprinkling outside the car, but I'm here to read some news stories to you guys, and the first one... And the first one, as you may have guessed, comes from Revolver News. Now, this was sent to me by uh, someone in our chat on um, Telegram. And if you're not a part of our Telegram chat, you definitely should be. Because our Telegram chat is the people that listen to the show, that share articles, that have opinions, that share things that they care, that we care about collectively and w- would like to discuss on the show. And on Fridays, that's when we go through Telegram, that's when we go through Fountain FM and read messages. So if you're listening on Fountain FM, uh, we'll talk about that later. But this article, uh, it's kind of a long one, a long headline. It says, guy gets accused of racism by his doorbell. Amazon shuts down his smart home. So the gist of this story, I don't exactly know what the guy did that was considered racist and I had to go in here and look at what actually happened and it says um let's see oh my paywall jeez I go to the article and it's just this thing about uh, donations and what where's the article where's the article guys I can't tell the difference between the article and the ads see this is another problem these freaking websites are inoperable because the ads just... The, the first thing I see should be the story, not the ads. Okay, so. I don't know. It says, MAGA is fighting back against the mob and so are we. But we need your help. 
that doesn't seem like the article that I signed up for. So, and, and it's not just like a statement. It's a long freaking paragraph. Whether your gift of $1 or $1,000. And I understand the, 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 the hustle. I respect the hustle. But holy crap, a whole paragraph right under where the article is supposed to start? This is part of the problem. Okay, let's get to the actual story if Revolver will allow us to. It says, in today's world of politically correct insanity, it's truly baffling and significant a number of Americans willingly invite into their homes these these advanced devices that constantly eavesdrop on our conversations and actions. Okay, that's an opinion. Tell me about what happened. Yet, that's become a norm with gadgets like Echo and Alexa, which feel like creepy spies sitting in the corner recording every noise you make. Okay, that's an opinion. Tell me what happened. Well, one guy... One guy. That's my job. My job is to kind of make things a little vague and just tell the story because the story is interesting. Your job, Revolver News, is to... It's Revolver.News. I never noticed that. Revolver News is to tell me the information so that later I can tell my friends the story. And notice, we still don't know exactly what's happened. We just have to assume from the headline. Also, guy. Not a person with a name. Just guy. So there's no way for me to cross-reference this right now. Learn the hard way just how risky an idea can be when his doorbell accused him of being racist and completely shut down his smart home. Hey, that's just like in the headline. The guy's name is Brandon Jackson. Oh, good. So I have that information that I needed because I was worried. I was just going to be reading this article with Guy. I mean, because they could have said, you know, Brandon Jackson was accused of something, but they're going to really make me dig for it. It's called burying the lead, guys. Not cool. Okay. Um, now I'm skimming this article because it's written like a blog. Mighty deciders of who... Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. There's excerpts from something else. From a medium. Okay, so, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. This is lazy, lazy journalism. This is like... Okay, so this is like the right-wing version of BuzzFeed, apparently. So when Zaza posted the actual article, it was from Medium. Medium is a lot like Substack, where writers... We'll put out articles. Independent journalists will put out articles, um, you know, in ex- with the expectation that you're going to subscribe. And um, it's very courteous to just, you know, leave a snippet of what happened and talk about the story in your own words. And then possibly at the end of your piece, here's a link to the original post so that you can hear, see it. Uh, Revolver doesn't do that. They post... Dang near the whole freaking article, if not the whole freaking article. And then they leave some, like, kind of real casual commentary in between each snippet. So this is podcast on paper. But then they don't leave the link. They don't tell you really whose medium it comes from. It's just medium. Like, that's kind of messed up, dude. Um, again... I don't know what the guy said that was considered racist, and this was my lead story. And because I had seen it from Zaza um, through the original link, I figured I would start. 
But um, yeah, I'm still I'm still scanning here, and I have to read the medium article via revolver, and it's not really telling me what the guy said. So, kind of a bust. But the real story here is that revolver is trash. I look if that's what you want. If you want the douchiest version of BuzzFeed formatted for right-wing readers, then read Revolver. That's fine, if that's what you really want. But the way that they presented this, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm not happy about wasting all this time thinking that I was going to read the article and then finding that the article... just this whole This whole thing is a mess. So basically, the guy gets accused of racism somehow we don't know how and amazon shuts down all of his devices until he goes to court and proves that he's innocent so that's that was the story and my comment my commentary on that story was going to be along the lines of something like this we've allowed these things to ingrain themselves too deeply into our culture too deeply into our lifestyle this time it happens to be like woke corporation versus conservative i don't even know if it's a it's just a guy who was falsely accused it's very big brother big brother if you've if you've read or seen the movie 1984 or read the book it's very you know orwellian that's what they mean when they say orwellian is 1984 alexa listens to your conversations. But we already knew that. And that's why there's so many of us who don't have Alexa. Because it's constantly listening for phrases. It's constantly listening for commands. And so it's only safe to assume that it's constantly sending some of that information back to be processed in some center. We've heard reports of it happening. I've heard many reports of that. Yes, it records what you're saying. It sends it back for processing. Maybe the files get dumped if it doesn't hear sp specific things. But that still leaves the door open for Amazon to be listening for thought speech. Thought speech. Thought crimes. Hate speech. Anything like that. So if they're listening, why are you going to install these devices in your home? I mean... <clears throat> Automation is cool, but it's not that cool, <clears throat> right? And when you look at this this Amazon automation style stuff, it's a lot. And I've looked at some of this stuff on my Androids and, oh, maybe I can use a, an old Android and turn it into... No, this stuff is a lot of, like, pre-programming, commands, um, and some of it wants to be over Wi-Fi and everything, but the deal is, like, it... It could be done other ways. A lot of it can be done infrared. A lot of it can be done over Bluetooth. Uh, you know, slightly more secure technologies over your Wi-Fi. You, it's just triggers. You can set up triggers a lot of different ways without inviting some giant corporation into your home. And we've, yes, we've allowed these things to ingrain themselves too deeply into our culture. Now, the problem I have with things like Alexa is because it's attached to Amazon, Amazon assumes ownership over the content that you pay for. And I'll give you a good example. 
as I'm drinking my extremely hot coffee today. Um, when you rent, a, when you buy a movie on Amazon, it's on their servers and they still own it. That's the that's the problem with cloud stuff. So it's in the cloud. They still own it. And if they decide, you know what? This movie doesn't fit our social standards anymore. It offends us and we're going to remove it. Well, then that's just too bad for you because you can't have that movie. Or what if they go change the lines in a movie? What if they go change some of the scenes in the movie and they rewrite things into the movie to fit their political sensibilities? Well, it's on their server and there's nothing you can do about it. So the next time you go to watch Dumbo, it's going to be a different movie. That's what I noticed with Demolition Man. And I believe it happened over a licensing issue. But in the original film, the last restaurant standing was Taco Bell. And they went to Taco Bell and it was like a big deal. And in the video release that we have now, if you don't have it on DVD from way back when, the video releases we have now, it's uh, they go to Pizza Hut. And it's one of those things that's almost enough to make you question yourself because I think that's the only thing they changed in the movie is that instead of Taco Bell, it's Pizza Hut. Now, when the movie came out, Taco Bell was scrambling to get the licensing for that deal. They wanted you to know that they were in the movie Demolition Man so bad. And I don't know what happened. Is it a licensing thing? Is it some mechanical thing that doesn't have emotions behind it? Or I don't know. I don't know why they changed it. But that's what happens when you keep your movies on these servers, on these streaming services. It's on their servers. Um, and so they're going to assume ownership over everything that runs through their hardware. So why wouldn't they decide you're a bad person and we're not going to serve you anymore? I mean, let's really look at this. The left operates in such a way that they want to control people and they want to control what you do, what you say, what you think and how you behave. Now, if they're going to have businesses, we we heard about yesterday, businesses that are forcing or trying to force people in their company to act and behave a certain way, to think a certain way. You got to take this off your social media, blah, blah, blah. And not not contact non-contractually. It's not signing up for a thing where it's like, as long as you're in uniform, you have to behave this way. And these are the standards. And I'm telling you now upon hiring, it's not that situation. Even though I think in Amazon's case, that stuff probably is written into their rules. But just that the way that whole ideology, you know, thinks they want to be able to retain that right to shut you out and to shut you down if they disagree with you. So. I've said something like this before. The common folk who are sick of being bullied by the left. You need to take power in your own hands. When 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 these big corporations decide across the board you can't do things or you have to do things a certain way. Like I said during the lockdowns and the mask mandates, when they were forcing us to wear masks and they were they were putting all of these unfair mandates on us. What should have happened was someone bigger than me should have made a call to say, okay, we don't take out their trash anymore. 
We don't do their plumbing anymore. We don't unclog their toilets. We don't buy them groceries. We don't mow their lawns. We don't spray their lawns for pests anymore. No more pest control. No more deliveries. We don't serve you because you think you're above us. And if the common folk all agreed, we're not taking the trash from the White House anymore as long as they're enforcing these unfair edicts on us, I think things would have changed real, real quick. It would have been the kind of uh, protests along the lines of the truck driver thing, but instead of disturbing the peace, you were simply refusing service to certain individuals based on their own actions. And if they want to have, if they want to live in a country that it behaves that way, let's do it. Do it up. That's how we saw Bud Light fall. And that's a very special type of protest that I still stand by. Now, because, you know, as a, as a person who offers a service myself, if there, I came from a town where businesses banded together and they said, we are not going to hire these people. We're going to try to get uh, this conservative company shut down. You know, we're going to boycott. We're going to protest these people because we don't like their politics. And, and the right was like, hey, we shouldn't we shouldn't live like that. We shouldn't be like that. That's not right. We're not going to do that. And it's like, dude, we're already in a civil war. We are already in that country. That's the country we live in right now. Currently, that's the situation that's unfolded before us right now. Currently. And as long as you buy things from these people who hate you, you're just giving them money to assert more power over you. Over time, like you should know right now that you cannot put that much trust into Amazon after what they did to Parler. They pulled the servers from Parler. They decided Donald Trump is going to win this election unless we stop conservatives from talking to people. Hey, Parler is being is hosting a lot of conservatives, and also it's hosted on Amazon servers. So Amazon simply denied them service. Right at a key point in the election. That's what happened to Parler. Then all the media outlets went out and did what they did. And they cussed them out and, and, and ratted them out and everything. And it was a bad thing. It was a bad situation. Um, now, speaking of infrastructure, I think Gab and Rumble are doing a better job. But I don't use Gab because I don't like to be on websites where... Um, how do I put it? There's a lot of immoral people, even though it's supposed to be a Christian site. And then the trade-off is that I can't get regular people on there. So it's hard. Like, I'm on Truth Social because somehow it's a little more mainstream than Gab. Now, I know that there are groups like... um the Canon Plus people, a lot of them have Gab accounts, but that's just not my circle that I'm in. Those aren't the people that I roll with, so it's a little difficult. Um, but as long as I'm on a site where people are abusing their free speech and they're just being belligerent and posting porn and posting a lot of weird you know, stuff... It just, it makes me uncomfortable. And if I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to hang out in a place where I'm uncomfortable. Let's just say that. I don't feel uncomfortable on Truth Social. And if somebody doesn't want to be on there, then that's cool. Um, now, it is something of a political site. And you have to keep that in mind. But I have a feeling that it's a good place to at least have an account. And that it could grow at some point. 
that being said, I'm not going to harp on Truth Social much longer. Just these alternative sites, because I tried Pocket News, I tried Minds.com, I tried Gab, um, I tried Parlor, and I was trying so I could push my podcast in these different areas. It just wasn't catching on, and I'm just like, okay, look, there's that's fine. But aside from the podcasting, there's a lot of a lot of I don't want to say political opinions, just a lot of opinions in general that were like really making me uncomfortable about people's races and stuff. Like you know how leftists put their their gender in their bio. So over on minds.com, you'll find a lot of white people that put their European lineage in their bio. So instead of him him his his wait him he his yeah instead of he him, they'll put like. Belgian and German, you know, and it's a different type of virtue signal. And it's like, I'm this kind of white. And it's like, I literally don't care. And that makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to be around that. So, oh boy, where am I going? It's been a few years since I've tried out Gab, since I've poked around. It may be viable. And looking at the way that this political atmosphere is going it may be worth branching out but if it's just like the same if it leaves me with that nasty feeling that i got from PocketNet, i'm not gonna stick around um parlor is a ghost town they destroyed parlor that's gone but i've got some friends that are willing to sign up uh, that have signed up on truth social and you know that's that's what we're doing now there's also this contending idea in my mind that social media is dead and that we just haven't noticed yet. It's a it's a big, big mistake that we've made. And um, so long as we keep pretending like we haven't made a mistake with social media, we're just setting ourselves up for failure. And I, I think that's true. Social media is, it was a big failure. Now we've got Telegram, which is more like a forum and a chat room and that takes us closer to the days of chat rooms and forums from yahoo um and there's a nice element because you the 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 thing on on the chat rooms was that you didn't actually know the people so you didn't give away too much information one you you definitely didn't use your real name or you know most people just may have had a screen name and an avatar and there was a decorum that we lived by and it was good conversation. And that, and the thing that drew us to different forums and different boards in forums were the topics of the conversation. And so you knew that no matter who was in that room, you were in good company because the people there were generally interested in the topic. Where social media it has a different like narcissistic vibe that messes with people's brains. Um, I would I would consider Reddit to be a forum. But Reddit is a is like a liberal hive. I just I can't do it. It's it's not even based in reality anymore. There's a bunch of like we like English speaking countries that aren't American that are always trying to sway American politics and stuff. So I stay out of Reddit as well. Um, but yeah, the internet. It's amazing. There's a lot of possibility there, but we have to really keep in mind who we're dealing with when we're on the internet. It used to be a news article you could trust, or you felt like you could trust it at least, because it was the news, it was objective. No, no, that's not the deal anymore. You get a revolver news, 
It's freaking right ring BuzzFeed. You know, and it's a silly, unserious people who don't use type editors, um, who don't correct their work, who don't correct their mistakes, who don't vet anything. They steal from other people's work, like you saw with the Medium article here. That's not cool, man. And so, as we're looking for something to glom onto, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna become more tumultuous and and harder to navigate. But that's why we have conversations. That's why we have things like this show. It's a podcast where we, I talk about what's going on in our world and what's going on in mine. And I invite you into my world. So let's let's shift gears and do that. I don't want to talk too much more about the Internet. Now, in my world, um, I am starting a new a new job today at a local diner. I just need to bring in some extra money. Um, and I went and got some food. Um, like groceries, and while I was while I was getting groceries, I was hearing people talking about how bad the economy is, and people that have grown up here their whole lives complaining about the economy and complaining about different issues in the area, work you know factories and stuff I guess that used to be here, and it really makes me think about like there's certain lifestyles that only work if you live in the city, and there are certain careers I guess that you can work if you have a decent internet connection and so I think what I need to do is look more to the internet for a solid work from home type of position but it's going to have to be in a way that it affords me enough to either work from my car and when I get started so it's quiet like I do with the podcast or that I can get another trailer and afford to pay for a second lot or something. And if that's the case, then I can work from the other trailer because as long as I'm at home, there's always going to be, you know, screams and cries from the children about a bug they found and, you know, somebody can't find a cord or a cable and now everyone in the RV has to look for the cable. It's just the stuff like that is, it's terrible. I can't, and I, and I have a terrible phone signal, so I don't think it can be a phone based thing. So I'm open to some ideas, you know, work from home you know, legitimate stuff. I'm also being a photographer, videographer. I'm also interested in uh, learning how to work as a, as an independent contractor cameraman, like the pride flag guy over on the chosen. Now he has this giant, you know, sports camera, cinema camera or whatever. And let's say I, uh, like if I know how to get the work, then why not buy a Canon RC? R, uh, was it Canon R5C? You know, that's 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 an entry level media media camera. That camera does everything. It's a camcorder, and I can just deck it out for professional, you know, video recording. And as I learn how to do it, um, I can start contracting myself out to other businesses and learn these things. I think that might be a career path for me, but getting into that work seems very difficult so I'm gonna have to start making some phone calls and reaching out so if anybody has anything that can help me save time and and point me in the right direction when you hear this I want to know about that because I think that would be very helpful for me um to get more into the media world and and, uh, you know by renting myself out as a cameraman I'd invest in a $15,000 camera if I knew I could get work with it 
because then like my YouTube videos would be banging. Um, and, and honestly, YouTube's not a viable career option either because YouTube is so censorious that they just want to, they want to ensure the death and murder of every creative out there. They're trying to do the same thing to uh, RSS feeds. I said I wasn't going to talk about the internet anymore. Okay, time to wrap it up. You guys know what it is. This is a value for value podcast. So if you get some entertainment and value out of this show and you want to give back, the 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 thing to remember is the three T's. It's time, talent, and treasure. If you, you, you already give your time by listening, you might as well take an extra few moments and give a little bit more time back by leaving a comment in uh, Fountain FM. If you listen on Fountain FM, not only does it help my stats, and we and the show is up to, uh, it was on like number 22 in the charts yesterday. Not only does it help my stats if you listen on Fountain FM, but you can also stream stats while you listen, uh, giving giving back a little bit of treasure. You can do boostograms, where you leave a comment along with a certain amount of stats, and that will be read on Friday. And I'm open to those uh, boostograms. It's kind of like um, a super chat on YouTube streams. Um, as we grow, I will be able to do live show version of this thing. That's that's way off. I'm, I'm putting that six months to a year from now before we're able to do live streams. But if there's a special scenario where I'm able to do a live stream, you'll be able to get an alert from Fountain FM or any podcast 2.0 enabled app. So if you go to newpodcastapps.com, then you can get a podcast 2 app. You, you have Fountain FM, CurioCaster, um, Podcast Addict, I believe has the live function. And all of these apps have um, different features enabled depending on which environment you're in. Some of them for iPhone, some of them for Android. All of these apps have different features that enhance the, the show. So you can leave messages, like I said, boostograms. You can stream sats. You can do a lot of different things, and all I ask is that you uh, try to engage with the show some sort of way. If you're listening on Spotify or on iTunes for whatever reason, then you're really missing out on a lot of the features that come with the new podcasting 2.0, and we are going to be growing in the direction of those features. So that's time, talent. Um, if you are running a forum or you want to help run the forum, um, here on, we have a Telegram channel right now. Um, I I gave my talent to a show where I built their um, Discord server. I built their Discord server and and showed the main guy how to run it and populate it. And then I just ducked out and and they have a Discord server. I've done that for people. If you want to do something like that, I, I'm not saying Discord, but um, if you see a blind spot and something that you you would love to bring some value to the show with your talent you are more than welcome to do that in the future when we turn on subscriptions um, i will be looking to hire an editor so that we can do more content i'm not going to say content stop me from saying content we i will do more um more stuff you know podcasts audio plays things like that and um as it takes a lot of editing on my end for things like audio dramas and videos, as far as the podcast part of it, I like to have an editor where I can send the file to them and have them put it together a certain way. That's off in the future. But first, we have to get our listenership up. 
Um, I'm looking at 25 subscribers on Substack. 25 to 50 subscribers on Substack, and I'll turn on the subscriptions. Right now, I think we have 11, maybe 10. So that number is slowly climbing. But if you if you subscribe to Substack, you will get messages whenever we send the podcast out, as well as messages whenever I upload other works of art. And then I will begin to crowdsource other creative things on, and share other creative things that I'm working on. Today, I'm going to post the video that I made um, for Lens Review because I have told you guys that I'm a photographer and I love to share my work with people. And I'm looking for a safe place and a safe method for sharing videos. So I'd like to test it out. I showed you guys my music video last week. Um, this week, I'm going to share the lens review. I'd love to get your comments on it, feedback, things like that. Let me know how well it works. And um, if that works, then you know we can just ditch YouTube and um, use Substack. Of course, I don't like to keep all my eggs in one basket, but I need to build my core first. I need to build my core base. That's what we're working on. So the value for value system works that way. Time, talent, and treasure. If you have time, leave a comment, bring, uh, share it with a friend, uh, bring somebody along for the ride. It takes a little bit of time, and I appreciate you doing that. Talent, again, if, if you see a need that needs to be filled and, and you're like, zero, you're just not filling this need, and I wish you would do that, and you can step up, I'm always open to that if you anything anything helps because the way that um life is going you can't have too many irons in the fire and I, I need to focus on doing a good podcast and being consistent with it and then treasure obviously will be subscriptions and donations you can do boostergrams you can stream sats on on the podcast 2.0 enabled app or if you want to give other donations we will open those avenues up um i have one one producer of the show who still um, who's still a subscriber through Odyssey. And so I need to find a back channel where we can open that up to the public for just Stripe, for one-time donations and for regular subscription-style donations. And all of that stuff is coming. As the need grows, we will provide the solutions. And so that's that's how we're doing everything. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, keep prayers up for... Um, starting this new job, and, and, and so I'm not so selfish. If you have prayer requests, let me know in the general chat over on Telegram. It's um, it's not zero for hire. It's zero talks. So when I started it, it was the show was called Zero Talks, and then I found out that it was that stupid like marketing software. They have their own TED Talk thing called Zero Talks. So I, did, I changed it to the Zero for Hire podcast. So if you go to Telegram, it's Telegram, and, and you have to look for Zero Talks now. If I, if I were to start the, the thing over, I think it would be a problem. Maybe maybe somebody will create a new forum for us and we'll, and we'll migrate to that. I don't know. But for now, I'm going to drop it there because I'm kind of rambling. And um, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.